Hello, everybody. During the following conversation with our friend, we lost connection a few times. The audio sounds a little scratchy in the beginning, but I assure you it gets better quickly. Thank you to all you beautiful people for listening to the Ting Ting Club. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Ting Ting Club. Go to tingtingclub.com and always remember to love each other. Welcome back to the Tink Tink Club. Welcome we back. A very special edition. Yes. Live from Thailand, we have the man, the myth, the legend, <laughs> Loveless. He is Loveless. a writer, <laughs> a musician, an artist, and a world traveler. Let's welcome Loveless to the program. Welcome, Loveless. What's up, brother? <laughs> hey, thank you very much. Greetings from Thailand. Uh, yes. yeah. It's down. an honor to have you on the show, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm honored to be here, man. You guys are great. Yeah. How's, oh, yeah. how's the weather there? What's going on over there? Um, it's hot. It's always hot, man. You know, um, every day <laughs> it's kind of like Central America. You know, I spend some time in Central America, but uh, it, every day is Saturday and every day is summertime here, man. So, yeah. it's <laughs> have not... you seen that monkey? Yeah. So there's a monkey up front. Maybe we'll see how this goes. And uh, <laughs> I'm kind of scared to let him have my mat and like get my mat close to him. But maybe we we'll walk <laughs> over there. I knew the end, and we'd check out the monkey up front. <laughs> Do you know if he's nice yet? Oh, um, I asked. I said, is it a nice monkey? And they said, make sure you stick your wrist out, you know, first. So you smell Don't it? Up to him, yeah. But, oh, uh, wow. Yeah, he's pretty tame. So these people, <laughs> they, use, they use him to climb trees and collect coconuts. Really? What? So how is the coconuts compared to Costa Rica's coconuts? Um, not as sweet. Really? Mm. Yeah. Is that how they describe it? Is there a guy sitting on the corner chopping them up? Yeah, they still have all that. They have the same thing, man. Guys chopping up, selling coconuts. <laughs> they have the same thing. Yeah, dude, it's the same, man. It reminds me so much of Central America. It's unbelievable. I mean, same trees, you know. Um, Costa Rica had a lot more wildlife than this place seems to have, like a lot yeah. more variety and bigger. Like everything in Costa Rica was a lot bigger than it is here. But um, <laughs> You were saying the bugs and shit? Yeah, yeah, like, you know, the bugs in Costa Rica are, like, the size of your face, you know, here, here they're, they're almost the size of your hand, so it's, like, they're still big, but, yeah, it's well, a little I different. Don't, I, don't, I don't know if you remember, but when I was down there, I was sleeping on Joe's fucking floor, so I was getting cut, all, all night, I was getting bit the fuck up, and I was just a big, pale dude with a bunch of red dots all over his skin, walking through Puerto Viejo. That actually, yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Well, that's probably why you're so comfortable there because you you prepared yourself for it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't. I mean, luxury's nice. We we moved into yeah. this place and uh, it's got air conditioning and Wi-Fi and cable and stuff. And, wow, dude, and, that's you know, much. Yeah, dude. So you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of like, dude, I'm a dirt bag, man. I can sleep on the on the floor, on the side yeah, of the street, right in on. a park. It doesn't really bother me. But but man, when you have a nice place, it's like so sweet. Like last night was so sweet. It's my first night here, so I was just like, <laughs> I'm the king, man. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. So uh, how big is that place thing. inside? Do you have like a living room or just like a? No, nah, it's just like one big bedroom. I'll take some pictures of it, but I had all my shit scattered everywhere. That's why I haven't posted any. But uh, it's just one big room and a separate bathroom and a separate little kitchen. 
but you know, for me, that's all I need. You're man. king. You're king. king <laughs> that's a beautiful thing, man. So, <laughs> I wanted to ask you, getting started off here. All right. How did this whole like, journey start? I'm talking before Costa oh, wow. Rica. Oh, how you made your original money? All right. So what I did. <laughs> so I basically, someone told me, and I always kind of believed in them. Um, as an artist and stuff, they said, do what you love, follow what you love. So mm-hmm. this is what I did. This is the most important advice that I've done or I've followed. Um, so I was an artist. I was an artist in high school. Um, I started drawing. I was just always drawing in my notebook, you know. Um, then I took some acid and I discovered Salvador Dali. And I said, <laughs> holy shit, that guy draws the <laughs> that I see. And I want to be able to do that. So that was about 17. So then I just decided I was going to be the greatest artist of all time. And <laughs> I was going to be better than Salvador Dali. And then as I got older, I, I got a lot more respect and a lot more humble about that. Um, but I started following this. And I started working at a t-shirt company. This is in like 1990, right? Um, I got, or like 1991 is when I graduated. So like 1991. And right about this time, so I was working on t-shirts, doing artwork, doing freelance work. Um, but I was one of the only people who knew how to use a Mac and a PC at the same time, right? <laughs> the people that worked in an office would send Clutch me... Clutch skill in 91. Yeah, right? It just, I was kind of like really lucky. My timing was really lucky. So anyway, I was one of the only people that knew how to use a Mac and a PC. So people that worked in an office would do their graphic files on a PC, and they would send it to us to make a T-shirt out of it. And I would have to take it on a Mac and make uh, separations and you know, do the color separation and do the illustrations on a Mac. So then this thing called the Internet came out, right? (laughs) (laughs) I was the only dude who knew how to use a PC and a Mac at the same time. So Mm. all of a sudden I became a web designer and a graphic designer just because everybody wanted a web page. And then I was just discovering (laughs) there was no CSS. JavaScript wasn't even there. It was just HTML. So it was easy for me to pick up. And then I really started making some money all of a sudden. I was like, wow. So... It was through, and I was still doing my art. So it was following my art. All of a sudden, it started really leading me into some cash. And um, so then <laughs> I moved to Seattle, and uh, the dot-com boom was going on. Um, my ex-wife worked for Boeing. So we moved to Seattle, and that's the reason I moved up there. But then they had this whole tech thing going on. So the whole dot-com bubble was just starting. Um, so I was really fortunate that you know, I started working for places that did automation for Microsoft. Like we did like graphic design, we automated some box shops and stuff. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but uh, so I started working there, and then that. Uh, so right around the dot com boom in Seattle, everybody that worked for a software company that was smart went and worked for a dot com. So everybody from Microsoft was going to work for dot coms. Everybody for Adobe. <laughs> And I was working at a dot com, and I saw the pay. I was like, this thing is never going to pay off. Like, we don't make, we don't make enough to be worth anything, really, you know. Oh, so, uh, so I had a friend that went to Adobe, and he said, "Hey, man, dude, this place. Everybody's leaving this place. This is a great time to get a job here. And plus, they're paying heavy stock options and heavy bonuses to get people to come on board, you know. And Adobe at the time had a billion dollars cash in the bank, so it was no brainer." I had been using Photoshop. I loved Adobe and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So this is uh, 19, this is 2001, I believe. I have to check the uh, exact year. Okay. But you can look at it on the on the stock market graph. So I was hired on December <laughs> 1st, but my uh, my official start date at Adobe was January 1st, 
Well, this year, the stock market crashed and the bubble <laughs> burst, the internet bubble. And when I locked in, man, I locked in with more stock options than any of my other friends because there were people to work there. And mm-hmm. I got them locked in at, like, it was, like, five bucks or something. And it went up to, like, 70 bucks eventually. <laughs> oh, right? my God. <laughs> oh, no. Seems that we have lost. Hello. And we're back. We're okay. Back. Sorry. We're good. So, did you get to the end of that? Did you hear me? Yeah, you're good. No, no, finish that. Finish that. Where did that stop? You were riding at $5. Yeah, so, like, yeah, man. So, like, the stock, like, I got all this shit locked in. And I don't have a college degree. I was just an artist that was, like, hacking that code, you know? And so all my stock options, like, locked in at, like, five bucks or something. And then within (laughs) three months, they had already tripled. Like, they had lost all their money. They got their value back. So I was one of the newest employees, but I still had this big pile of fucking money that, like, like, (laughs) bam, like, just, like, graced on me, right? Right off the bat. Um, So I spent six years working at Adobe, um, and they also had a savings plan, and, and then they offered me an incredible salary. So I took half my salary and invested it back into the company. So basically, wow. it was Adobe stock made me a lot of money. Um, so then, so then I had a nasty divorce, like about six <laughs> years into working at Adobe, and I just decided that you know I had worked that hard, and that was the reward that I got. My life was falling apart. I was like, "Fuck the system, <laughs> fuck all this money, fuck being a slave." I was just, I was so done. So, uh, and I was pretty depressed and heartbroken about my my divorce and all of that. Of course. Too. Um, and then I discovered Blow. <laughs> uh, Seattle? I'll smoke a cigarette on that one. Mm. <laughs> Is this in Seattle? In Seattle, yeah. Some friends, man, introduced me. They were like, man, you're feeling down. Blah, just take a little uh-huh. picture. And I was like, no, man, I don't do that shit. And I was 30, 33 at the time. So I, and I had never touched Blow. <laughs> Everything but Blow, pretty much. You know, or heroin at that time. And, uh. <laughs> They're like, dude, it's no problem. It's okay, man. So I took a little tooth, and it felt really good. It was kind of like being stoned, man. I had like a nice body high. I didn't feel like some crazy man. I was like, oh, this isn't, this isn't really that bad, man. This is a pretty, pretty mild drug. I don't see what everybody's talking about. Oh, man. <laughs> catch up with me five years later with no money, and my nose is all fucked up, dude. Oh, no. <laughs> the devil. Like, I really did learn my lesson about blow, man. Blow, stay away. It's fucking dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> so what was the trigger when did you originally go down to Costa Rica um I really liked Latina women dude. <laughs> you know? I, like the beach. I always wanted to live on a beach um, and at the time I was flying airplanes I had a little ultralight airplane of my own mm-hmm. a little trike of airborne X. it's like a, a two seater mm-hmm. um, three wheels and a hang glider on the top Okay. and so my dream when all this shit fell apart is I want to go to Costa Rica and I want to fly this on the beach with tourists. You know? <laughs> I had my pilot's license, so I was like, that's what I'm going to do, man. So uh, on the internet, I just saw some guy, dude, that had a, a, a school and a tour business with uh, ultralights. And so I wrote him and I was like, hey, man, you know, I'm a software engineer. I fly recreationally. Um, I'm dropping out of the United States. I'd like to come down there and fly with you for a while. And he said, come on. So, <laughs> and it was fucking great. Then I, realized, uh, I like to party and drink more than I like to fly. Ah, uh, yeah, of course. 
had to be sober in the morning. I couldn't smoke a joint in the morning. I oh. smoke them. Morning, so, <laughs> uh, so until the sun went down, and then once the sun went down, I could let loose. But I was like, "Fuck that, dude! I stayed out here all day. I can't smoke a joint." That's rough, man. Wait, That's so rough. Tell, have you, did you ever smoke a joint while you were flying? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One time when I was by myself, actually. I would uh, fucking end. This is why I don't smoke a joint before I fly. It's uh, pre-flighting the airplane is very important, man. And so, like, uh, I pre-flighted the airplane, I thought. Uh, so then I smoked a joint, and this is in Costa Rica. So I went for a flight around by myself, stoned up in Costa Rica. Like, so I went the airplane, I took off. I'm fucking the gas cap is off of the gas tank. Oh. Fuel flying through my propeller. Oh my <laughs> god! And uh, dude, I was like, so after that, I was like, never smoke again. Oh, no. That's so tell ridiculous. Details. Tell about the details. Oh my god! You missed some of those details. Well, I'm glad you're safe. Yeah. <laughs> great, great story, bro. So how long did you how long did you do that for in Costa Rica? Um, I did that for about six months. Okay. Um, and then, uh, and then I just started really partying hard, man. And, <laughs> and I, I didn't like the place I was living. I mean, I liked the place. It was really natural, but it was like there weren't enough people there. It wasn't like, Puerto was, Viejo, right? I was single, so I felt really lonely in the jungle. Huh. So I basically just started snorting blow and hanging out with hookers. <laughs> yeah. Are you talking about Puerto Viejo? No, that's before Puerto Viejo. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was more hungry than Puerto Viejo. <laughs> <laughs> what town was that in? This is in uh, Samara on the Pacific Coast. Okay, yeah, I heard of, I've heard of it. Because, mm, you know, it's yeah. like a little surfer village, uh-huh. um, but, like, it just really wasn't popular. So, like, it was only the locals and a few dropouts that lived there. A big German community. Really? Um, yeah. Yeah, lots of Germans, man. I, love them. <laughs> <laughs> I do talk that, man. They get government money, and they're all over. Yeah, can, you, can, you, can you elaborate on how that works? And if you're from Germany, you get like a monthly allowance, or um, yeah, if you don't work, man, you go to you go to the you know it's like kind of like welfare, you know, socialism. But uh, you but go you... there, they, they they give you like you know a thousand bucks a month. <laughs> what? So, yeah, I mean you're supposed to be in Germany and you're supposed to be looking for a job, right. but man, I've met so I'm over a hundred people that I know that have like. They go there, like fly there, go to the interview, say, "Oh yeah, I've been looking for work, get some money, and go back." <laughs> and I, I, there's a few here too, so yeah, yeah, I'm sure. that's like the Joe Carlito method too. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, that's pretty much yeah. what he did too. Is there um, <laughs> is there a time limit on that? <coughs> um, not really. No. They're called heartsies. It's a, it's like, you know, I don't know what they call it. What do they call them in uh, the United States? I don't know. Joe was just on yeah. unemployment and got it automatically deposited to this fucking account. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it doesn't seem like... I mean, if you have a baby in Germany, uh, they pay you for two years and don't ask you any questions. Really? Yeah. That's it? Just straight up? Like extra here? money. I think it's extra money, too. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. Jeez. It's fucking socialism. So how did you make so, your how did you make your way to Puerto Viejo? Um, so I took a motorcycle, so I had a motorcycle when I was down there, like a Honda 400 mm-hmm. uh, Enduro, and I, I love motorcycles, I love yeah, motorcycle too, trips, man. so and I'd never really been on a trip, and I was like, fuck, I want to go all the way around Costa Rica, so I made a loop all the way around Costa Rica, went all the way down south, the Osa Peninsula, 
cut across the center. I went up to the top and the north on the on the east, and then I made my way to Puerto Viejo. Wow. And everybody I met was like, "Dude, you need to go to Puerto Viejo. Go to <laughs> Rock and Jays, Hammock Hostel. Go and you're never gonna want to leave." And so like the last stop on my trip, so I made a complete loop. And uh, my passport actually expired in three days. So I was going to stop in Puerto Viejo, and, or my, my visa, not my passport. Right. So I was going to stop in Puerto Viejo and then go to Panama to get my, my visa stamp. Right. And, uh, <laughs> man, I laid in Rocket J. Shaman for 45 days. <laughs> man, there were so many beautiful girls. Yeah. 45 <laughs> days. Yeah, so... So I ended up, I, it was okay. I had to bribe somebody and shit to get it fixed. But, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I couldn't leave, man. It was wow. a vortex. Totally had me. Ah, uh, the vortex, yes. Uh, we the felt vortex. it for a few weeks. Uh, you were in Puerto Viejo for how long? Uh, like four and a half years. <laughs> four and a half years? That's why I don't have four and a half years. Funny, man. <laughs> You were living life though, man. That was that was great. Oh, yeah, man, it was classic shit. But come on, yeah, man. you could you always just you're always gonna look back on that fondly, definitely. Would you? Would uh, you yeah. Would you go yeah. back? Will you ever go back? Um, I can't go back now, man, because because uh, of the cocaine. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. If, if somebody puts a line of cocaine in front of me, I'm gonna snort it. Yeah. And as soon as I snort it. I'm gonna go buy more, and I'm gonna go crazy, and I don't yeah. like that guy. So. The only way I know is to stay away from it. Right. I've been because I went back. I went away from it, and then I came back, and then within a week, it was back to the same old crazy. Damn, death. man. <laughs> so like, all right. It's so cheap down, so cheap down there, and everybody has it. So even if you're not, even if you're like, oh, I'm not gonna body blow. Dude, yeah. people are just—it's—it's it's like candy. It's free, yeah. you know. You can't it's avoid like, it. Too available. So if you have like a. Uh, you know, nose candy problem. This is not the place. For <laughs> Stay away. Waste all your money. I spent probably two hundred thousand dollars. Oh my god! Yeah. That's what? insane. It was. I remember it was seven bucks a gram, something like that. Seven bucks it, a gram. It was off the brick. Yeah, off the brick. Exactly. It's ridiculous. Fourteen hundred uh, colones, I think, per uh, gram. That's oh seven god. bucks, no? Seven bucks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry to talk about it. I know <laughs> it's real. Okay, man. I don't miss it at all, man. Good. I'm like much better now. Okay. Good. You seem yeah. it, man. Yeah, yeah man, you look I, great, brother, man. You look great. I, I feel on top of the world, man. I'm going to start making some money eventually, but yeah, the universe has been taking care of me. All right. Yeah. I, mean, I should have run out of money a long time ago, but you have not. Still You're still there. Back. You're still here, man. <laughs> now I'm in Thailand. <laughs> oh man. When did you when did you meet Mon Pa Dope for the first time? Uh so that was probably I met him actually I met him my first visit when I really? went to uh, when I was on that hammock for forty five days. <laughs> yeah. One of the reasons that I didn't leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. The first time I met him too was great. So uh, I had taken this acid, man. I had like stumbled onto a space cowgirl. So I don't know if you guys know what space cowgirl is. Yes, yes, like, we do. You know, these girls who travel around and look like hippies, and they carry glow sticks and face yeah. paint and oh, always yeah. juggling shit. And drugs. These girls always have LSD. <laughs> <laughs> I learned this from Joe Carlini. Yeah, yeah. Let's go ask that space cowboy. Sure enough, she did, right? So I took this really great acid, man, and uh, I walked around Puerto Viejo, and I was just having this whole god devil trip in my head, and I was 
really, really just in a funk, man. It wasn't going, like, my trip wasn't going well. So mm-hmm. then I went out behind Rock and Jay's, man, and I sat on the beach, and it looked like a Salvador Dali painting. Mm-hmm. There was a desk, like a broken desk, and an office chair on the beach. It was really weird, man. <laughs> here, you know? Like a real fancy desk, too, you know? Uh, so I sat there and I had this conversation with God, you know, I was like, you know, why is suffering and where, what am I supposed to be doing and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I come walking in the back gate of Rock and Jay's and uh, there's this hippie man sitting there, sitting on this cloth on, yes. right? And his balls get warm in the sun. And he said, I can't remember exactly, I haven't written that to him, but I can't remember exactly, but he was like, he was like, hey man. You look like you can use joints. <laughs> and I had just had the fucking most intense acid trip ever. And I was like, walked back to my parent, like, oh my God, what was that? And so I sat down, and he's like, hey, come sit down. And he rolled me a joint. Yeah. Like, These are shit cakes I'm growing in Wisconsin. I'm take the blah, blah, blah. It was a mix of like weed and homemade hash. Yeah. Wisconsin, dude. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, dude, you're bringing drugs into. <laughs> Uh, but so yeah, so he rolled me a joint. And he was yes. like, yeah. "My name is Paul Doe." Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, of course, dude. You are Paul Doe. Oh, yeah. yeah. Paul Doe before. On that fucking yeah. back porch, man. I love that back porch. Ah uh, yeah, man. So many good times on that porch. So I, many like good people passing through there. Yeah, uh, absolutely. <laughs> I think Jay took it. Then is it gone now? No, if I'm not mistaken, I'm yeah, pretty sure it's, it's gone. Uh, I think. It's gone. Uh, yeah. <laughs> back from the beach. Really? Oh. Hold on one second. Did we lose you? One sec. What's that? Technical di- difficulty. Yeah. I, no, I think you got me. Yeah, I see your eyes blinking. All right. Blink, blink. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. We're For good. those that don't know, Ma and Pa Dope are two of the greatest human beings that have ever existed on this planet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and rock and roll are archivalists. <laughs> oh yeah unbelievable yes when joe and i went to stay with them in wisconsin at their house it was like I, i've learned i learned more about music in that week than i've ever learned in my life sure me too <laughs> <laughs> he's like sit down here levels we're gonna watch all of these oh my god i know <laughs> and they're all burned right aren't they all burned yeah he's got a nice catalog though it's like all organized nicely <laughs> have you talked to mom and pa recently uh, I do. I mostly do chat, man, on Facebook. I mm. talk to them every day on Facebook. Oh, nice. Mall. Nice. But uh, yeah, man, it's weird. I don't. I don't do Skype. I'm seeing myself down there in the little fucking corner. Yeah. <laughs> too. This is the first time we've done like a Skype podcast. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody's like, uh, and I, the other thing too, man. I haven't a phone for seven years, man. So when I left the United States, I was like, I don't want anybody fucking calling me man like when i'm like in a in a doing my thing i don't want to have to ever pick up the phone and be like huh yeah it's the worst man i I have it everywhere yeah right so i lose them too man because i was a major alcoholic so (laughs) my phone i would only have it for a week anyway so i was like fuck this phone idea you know but uh, yeah, it's weird. You guys are like, hey, let's do a call. I'm like, shit, man, I don't really talk on the phone, bro. <laughs> I don't know if I can do this. I was actually pretty nervous. <laughs> ah, whatever. It's not a big deal. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you. I'm just how, glad to see you. How did you get, you, you were left Puerto Viejo for the first time and went back to the States. Mm-hmm. How did that happen? Why um, did it happen? Why did it happen? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> a funny story. <laughs> 
uh, I had bought um, an ounce of cocaine, and I was going to sell it to my friends uh, or some of the tourists that were coming through just to kind of try to make some money so I wasn't spending my savings, right? Mm-hmm. Horrible idea, man. <laughs> like, I can't handle an ounce of cocaine. So, basically, I uh, yeah, really bad idea. So, basically, I locked myself in my house for... Uh, at least a week um, snorted oh. uh, almost all of it oh my uh, god then um, then I, I was yeah, I was at Rock and Jay's man and I was in the recording studio we built this recording studio there that you guys know about mm, the arc and, uh, the arc and the arc yeah it's cool <laughs> the recording studio at Rock and Jay's arc I think it's still there people absolutely <laughs> hopefully it is. Uh, yeah we built that built by Loveless <laughs> himself <laughs> yeah exactly but uh but man I had gone up to the I had gone up to the reception area and man I have these religious experiences you know when I when I start hallucinating and stuff like when I take acid or mushrooms I get like connected to the source and I hear voices of God and the devil and shit it's really weird you know but it's really when every time I get you know, where I'm, like, on the other side, like, I hear voices of big things. Right. You know, tell me what to do, so. Right. You're not alone. I was there, I started all this blow. Well, I started, started having a heart attack. I was up in the in the lobby, Uh-oh. and uh, and the voice told me, it's like, help a Havison, the security guard. He was loading the, the Cokes in the refrigerator. And the voice said, you know, if you love people, you should try to help them. So I was like, <laughs> oh, I'll try to help Hobson with Cokes. Well, I was carrying this big crate of Cokes, man, and my chest was, like, starting to seize up. Oh, and my arm went um, and I was like, oh, oh shit. No. But I was so high, it, nothing hurt. So I don't know if I actually did. You, know, so <laughs> you just kept going, right? Yeah, my body was completely numb. Oh, right? my God. So, so then I started freaking out, and then I was like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. And I started hearing this big devil voice, man. I call it the big devil, right? And uh, for me, it's real, this devil, man. The God is the devil. At least at this point in my life, God was a devil. Uh-huh. And uh, man, he started telling me, he was like, get the fuck out of Puerto Viejo. And it's like this outside voice, dude. It's really fucking loud, and it's, and it's like mean like that. It's like, rrr, 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 right? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Get out of Puerto Vieja. I was like, fuck, man. So I tried to pay Hobson. I was like, dude, I had a lot of hundreds. I was like, I'll give you 400 bucks. Dude, drive me to San Jose. Give me on an airplane so I can go see my mom. I was like, I, I got to go see my mom, man. Because if I die, I want to go see my mom. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, so he was like, he just looked down and I was completely fucking nuts. So I was <laughs> like, whatever, dude. And then I got like $400 on the, on the hood of his car. And he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Speak English, you know? So, uh, so yeah, so then I took the money and I was like, well, fuck, I, I got to get out of here. And the voice said, you get off my fucking beach, you know? And I was oh like, okay. God. And it's like, you keep walking. You walk to Limon. And when you get to Limon, you walk to San Jose. And I was like, fuck, okay. <laughs> and then this voice starts telling me, you need to find a place to die. You're going to die today. Find oh, a place to lay down. So then I walked out to the beach. I found me a nice spot. I laid down, and then the voice says, get the fuck off my beach. <laughs> so then I'm like, fuck, dude, what do you want me to do? Lay down or walk? Oh, and it's shit. like, start fucking walking. Right? Oh, man. So then I'm starting to walk toward Lamone, dude, after being awake. I still have, like, three grams to blow in my pocket and my passport. I'm just, like, I'm walking. I don't even have shoes on. <laughs> and, uh, but I'm going to the States, man. I'm walking, walking to the States. Walking over. <laughs> <laughs> because, because the devil told me to do that. So, so I'm walking along, dude, and I make it right at uh, like uh, Black Beach, right where Crack Bridge is. Yeah. Start to Black Beach. Yeah. And then this voice says, "I mean, if you love it here so much, Loveless, why don't you pick up some fucking trash?" And I was like, 
I promise I will pick up trash. And it said, no, do it now, motherfucker. And I was like, yes, sir. So I started picking up fucking trash, dude, on black people. Oh, my God. I had my arms, dude, like full of trash. And like, I put one on top and shit drops out the bottom. But I'm still picking it up. And I'm still walking to the moon, man. And oh, then Eric comes up on this motorcycle. Yeah. Uh, it rides Pulls up next to me. And uh, he's like, Gloveless, boom, knocks all the trash out of the you doing, man? It's like, the voice told me to pick up trash. He's like, get on the back of the motorcycle. So I was like, all right. And uh, Eric's great for taking care of people in a shaft and uh-huh. stuff, and it's mm-hmm. a good heart, you know. So he brought me to his house, man. He got me some breakfast, put some chocolate milk in me, and gave me, like, two, three Valiums or, nice. or something. Oh, like, just go to fucking sleep, man. Yeah. And then so I said, all right, but... Eric, I love you, man. If I die, <laughs> tell my mom I love her. Oh, so then the next day, man, like I, I passed out, and as soon as I woke up the next day, I was like, let's get me the fuck out of here. Wow. Uh, as soon as I was bareheaded, I went, I paid a taxi to drive me all the way to San Jose. I spent the night in a titty bar with Eric and then snorted as much blow as I possibly could. <laughs> Even on the way to the airport, I was snorting fucking cocaine. And by the time I ended up at my mom's house, I was like a fucking tweaked out. Like, <laughs> my mom was like terrified. She said, if you ever come back to my house like that, I'm either checking you in rehab or calling the police. Wow. <laughs> Pretty ugly. Oh, man. So how long ago was that? Shit, I don't know. How long ago was that? That was... Oh, three, three years ago. So that all yeah. transpired in like a three-day period? Yeah, but it had been good. Like I had been hearing, I still hear voices ever since. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I still hear fucking voices. Uh-huh. They're not as loud as they used to be, uh-huh. but I don't know what the blow did to my brain, but it opened up a voice hole. <laughs> <laughs> it's really aggravating because they're always talking. Man. But, uh, but yeah, it was like a spiral of, like, the six-month spiral, man. It just started getting worse. Yeah. Um, you know, a friend of ours shot himself. Yeah. It just it just started getting worse. Yeah. And, and then it, that was the thing, man. Even though it was completely torture for me to do it, because I would hear these voices and this paranoia would take me over, I still had this crazy addicted drive to still go buy more. I just, I was going through hell, but I was putting myself through it. And and I consider myself a strong, smart Jedi, but (laughs) that shit was like my kryptonite, man. It just fucking completely stole me, you know? That would be torture to me, like knowing that you're driving yourself into the fire and you can't like stop it. Yeah. Driving fucking crazy. Yeah. You can't hit the fucking brakes. I remember we were we were now I'm not gonna say victim of your paranoia, but we were definitely like towards the, either beginning of that. Because I remember you, <laughs> you slamming me out of a room. You and Joe were in a room and just got a fresh package. I tried to go in. You're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> it was at um. It was at um. Sabkuchmilega. What was her? Uh, yeah, that's what it's called. Sabkuchmilega. Sabkuchmilega with Dan Daniello. Is that yeah. his name? Italian uh, people? Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember this night. Yeah. <laughs> I was a monster. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, all right, man. It's all right. I remember that. Oh crap. Do you think Great. that you're do you think that you're a better person for having lived through all that? Um, yeah, man. I mean, I learned a lot about myself and I also yeah, I, I like to push myself. I mean, Luckily, I lived through it, so you know now I can just look back on it as a great learning experience about drug addiction. About now, I see people that walk down the street and talk to the fucking sky, man. Mm-hmm. Dude, they're hearing something. Yeah. I heard it when I was fucked mm-hmm. up. Before I became fucked up like that, 
I just thought those people were crazy. Yeah, I was like, I that crazy guy talking to the sky. You know? <laughs> like, dude, you, now that I've been one of those people, I'm like, dude, you know, there's like, yeah, those people are hearing shit. I feel bad. You're really hearing it. Yeah, wow. Dang. <laughs> outside, too. These auditory hallucinations that happen outside. Man. Right. And, yeah. <laughs> it's got to humble you in a way, you know? I mean, it brings you to everyone's level and no matter where you are in life like you super low or like you just you know you could know how someone's feeling yeah sure and i was pretty i was really arrogant and naive and young when i started this whole journey and mm -hmm. dropping out of society kind of thing and mm -hmm. cocaine and you know i was like i'm fucking rich i am a programmer i work for you you're invincible I thought I was hot shit, dude. Yeah. And this is the only thing in my life that really brought me to my knees, many times brought me to my knees and said, oh, my God, like, please just let me live tomorrow. Please let me live tomorrow. Please don't take me right now. It's the only time. So, yeah, it did really. That's why I don't want to go, you know, I can't go back to Central America at this point well, in my life. Yeah. I have kids after 10 years or something. Yeah. But, yeah, it just, it's, yeah, it's crazy. Dang. crazy. So, yeah, it's completely weak. How did, um, I was going to say, how did you meet Marie? But I really want to know about the motorcycle trip is really what I want to get I, into. I, yeah, so this kind of leads into all that shit. So, so the recording studio that we had, you know, it was a free recording studio for all the Jedis mm -hmm. that came through Puerto Viejo and Rock and Jays, and we wanted to record them. Because I know some of these kids are going to be famous. They were yeah. eventually, right? People. And I just wanted a little piece of them. Yeah. So when I was famous, I'd be like, hey, I got, I got a song from them. <laughs> you, know, you know, side note, I went to a festival and I saw the special and I hung out with the dudes at the music festival. It was in upstate New York. Oh, yeah. Remember those guys? Yeah. Yeah, those guys are cool. Yeah. Yeah. They're badass, man. Yeah, they were. Totally. Yeah, Jedi's for sure. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, continue. So, so we, uh, so I had this recording studio and then, um, and man, I, I was even posting on the Facebook. I was posting videos on Facebook saying, someone please get me the fuck out of Puerto Viejo because I'm going to die here because I can't stop snorting cocaine. <laughs> and nobody really came and got me. <laughs> 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 They're like, well, fuck you. Oh, shit, man. Um, but, you know, and so, so I was really, I just felt like if I didn't get out of there within the next three months, I would be dead. Wow. So I became desperate and, uh, then I, I really, I, I wished for Marie. I like manifested this girl, Marie, that, you know, is now my girlfriend and with me in Thailand. We've been together for a few years now, almost a few years now, mm -hmm. two years. Um, is I, is, man, I said, you know, because I had this East German girlfriend before, and I was like, man, I could really use an East German girlfriend. East <laughs> German's really good at handling shit, man. <laughs> handling money, handling people. They're good, they're good at handling shit. And she was, so I, I met her and I was like, wow. And she wanted to do a motorcycle trip through Central America, and she loved motorcycles. And uh, who doesn't love a girl who loves motorcycles? Yeah, right, right on, man. Yeah, so I was like, <laughs> right on, you know. And uh, I was like, dude, if you pay me to get, if you, I will pay you if you just get me to the airport and get me out of Central America, get me back to the United States. So <laughs> he was like, okay, well, I want to go trim some weed in California. So I was like, cool, I want to go trim some weed too. She's like, yeah, you make $10,000 in a couple months. You know? I was like, oh, sweet. She's like, and just sit up on a mountain with no expenses, so, and then you can go somewhere else. So, mm -hmm. so she had been deported. So previous to this, like, it was a one-night oh, no. stand we had. And then she flew to the States with her dogs, and then they told her she couldn't get in the States because she had been there before and worked illegally or something. Okay. So her dogs went to Arizona. 
she got back to Costa Rica. So I was like, fuck, Marie's back. So then we made this plan to go to get me out of there. So I paid her a trip to, so we said, okay, can't get in through Houston. We'll go to Canada. We'll go to Vancouver, BC, and then try to get across there because Canadians are pretty laid back. That's right. Right on through, you know? Mm. No, it didn't happen. <laughs> so, uh, so we got to BC. Uh, we tried to make the border crossing, and they said, no, you can't go into the United States. So uh, man. I was like, fuck, what are we going to do? So she was like, well, I'm going to go back. I want to go back to Germany, um, re- renew my work. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so she's like, I'm going to go back to Germany. And then I'm like, all right, well, I don't know. I'm going to probably go. I'm probably going to buy a motorcycle and I want to drive to New York. I was going to come see you guys and mm-hmm. leather. Like that was the plan. So I, I get to Seattle. I start shopping around for a motorcycle and man, I find the sweetest Harley Davidson. So <laughs> yeah. When I, when I was in Puerto Viejo, all these guys that rode big BMWs and these big touring bikes mm-hmm. and everything, yeah, I remember them. every single one of these guys said, if I would have done it again, I would have bought a, I would have rode a Harley. It was like, cause I haven't, they said, I haven't been on dirt roads the whole fucking way, you know, and yeah. it's like, and my ass hurts every day I get off this bike. They're like, I would have bought a, I would have bought a Harley and I would have ridden a Harley instead. So right I came across this great deal on a Harley 1200 Sportster, like anniversary edition. Perfect. And it was like 2,500 bucks. Man. Oh, what year? It only had 7,000 miles on it. What year was it? 1998. Wow. Nice. Yeah, totally chromed out. <laughs> so, uh, and, uh. The reason I got it so cheap is somebody didn't pay their bill for this contractor, and he had repossessed it. So oh. I got really, uh, yeah. Wow, that's like, a steal, man. Yeah, it was mint. You know, <laughs> I had never had a Harley before, so all of a sudden I was like, wow. Well, man. <laughs> it's a glorious <laughs> feeling, isn't it? Or it's fucking special. Man. Yeah, it's absolutely. Special, yeah. I agree. But, uh, so I got this Harley, and I had I planned on going from Seattle. I'd already done. A couple years back, I rode a KLR 650 Kawasaki from Atlanta to Key West to Seattle. So then I wanted to go. I wanted to go see you guys and some feathers. So mm-hmm. I was going to go to New York. So I bought this Harley, and uh, I still had about nah, seven, eight thousand dollars in my bank account, my checking account. <laughs> and I was going to go to New York, and I start heading that way, and snowstorms just start, bam, 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 and they just start going south and south, and I'm like, fuck, I'm. I'm trying to drive around them while driving around them. I did the Pacific Coast Highway, just for the record, did the Pacific Coast Highway, incredible on a Harley Davidson. Oh, wow. Awesome experience. But uh, I ended up in Arizona, and then uh, Marie had flown to Mexico, and she's like, fuck going to New York, come meet me in Mexico, and we'll, we'll each buy, I'll buy a motorcycle, and we'll go to Costa Rica. And I was like, all right. <laughs> uh, I was like, this is a really good idea. So we get, I get to uh, like El Paso or something, and uh, get the bike all fixed up and shit. And one thing is, uh, for the record, I don't have a, I don't have, I didn't have a valid driver's license at the time. All right. I think that expired like three years ago, and I never had a valid motorcycle license. I never had a motorcycle. Yeah, license. that's like fifty percent of us, man. The fucking world, right? <laughs> so I get to El Paso, and then uh, there's Juarez, Mexico. Um, it's supposed to be like the most dangerous city and one of the most dangerous cities in the world because of the drug laws yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, man, as I'm like driving there, all these people are telling me these horror stories. You're going to go to Juarez, Mexico. They're going to kill you. Blah, blah, blah. You know? Jesus. And you're going to shot and they're going to take that Harley away from you. And I, like, <laughs> I don't care, man. I'm going to do it. Fuck it, you know? So, it was great, man. Going into Mexico, dude, they didn't check nothing. They didn't check my passport. They didn't check my passport. <laughs> 
It's just some dude like half asleep in a booth. <laughs> at me when I was trying to get me bumped up on the bike, you know, it was like, nice Harley. Oh my god. So I get there, we tried to Just like, go in. Yeah, just go in, man. Like, like, how are they going to know if I'm in here? So if you're in a premise, just go through Juarez, they don't give a fuck. But, uh, so yeah, so we got in there, and then, um, and we tried to buy her a bike. She wanted me to go back across the border and buy her a motorcycle in Arizona. And then ride it, but it just didn't work out. And I was like, fuck it, just get on the back and let's go. Poor girl, man, on the back uh, of a sports chair. Yeah. <laughs> and we had, like, I had a backpack on the front, right. and she had a backpack. We were fucking loaded down. <laughs> yeah, poor you, too, and man. Jeez. <laughs> but we just started making it south, man. That's and right. It, oh, dude, people were so fucking nice. Yeah. Man. It was such a myth about, like. Uh, you were telling us how you were heading down into Mexico. Uh, you just got on the sports chair. And you were heading into Juarez. Right. All right. So let me see if I can catch back up where I was. All right. So I bought this Harley Davidson. I was meeting this girl, Marie, in Mexico. She wanted me to get her a bike. And uh, it just didn't work out. So I went ahead and crossed into Mexico. And uh, it was a funny thing, too. Before I went to Mexico, I bought a bunch of weed in Seattle, some really good kind, but right? And uh, so I smoked it like right before I crossed the border because I didn't want to cross the border with any drugs on me. And when I did ride across the border, there's just some Mexican dude that's asleep in the booth, man. And he didn't, he didn't check my shit or anything. He's just like, come on through, man. And I was like, oh, great. I should have kept my weed. But uh, so, yeah, so, so I met up with um, with Marie and Juarez. And uh, so she didn't get a bike and she just ended up being on the back of my bike. But uh but one of the things is everybody told me just how how we were going to die. When I was in Texas, they're like, where are you going? And I said, oh, I'm trying to go to Panama. And uh, they're like, you're going to get killed in Mexico. Juarez is the worst city in the world. People get murdered all the time, blah, blah, blah. Um, man, it, ever since, like, since I crossed the border from the United States into Central America, people just got nicer. Like, everybody was, because they, they're a lot simpler, man. They don't have a lot, they're not greedy, and, you know, they're not materialistic. So I found, like, everybody through Mexico, I mean, really helped us out, man. Like, all the way down, man. We had no trouble, no accident, no police trouble, no criminals, no theft, no nothing. So, Nobody amen, really like, thank you, Central America. Stupid stuff, right? No, man. But, uh, all right, yeah, so... So the, the goal was is get to get to Costa Rica, Puerto Viejo, back to the Vortex for my birthday, my 40th birthday. That's right, that's right. But we had some travel we wanted to do first. It was always a ride that I wanted to do. So uh, we had it from Juarez. We uh, went to, like, Chihuahua, um, you know, down the, down the Caribbean coast. And uh, we were going to the, uh, the Rainbow Gathering for the End of the World Festival for the Mayan calendar, end of the Mayan calendar thing, right? <laughs> but... Uh, the funny thing is, like, man, we get through, we get to Mexico, we're riding, we're riding, and then, you know, we try to get some weed, man, and, uh, dude, I couldn't, I couldn't get weed, like, all the way through the Mexico, not until I got to the Rainbow Gathering, or okay. the city before the Rainbow Gathering, was I finally able to score a little tiny brick of ditch weed, Colombian oh, brick weed, or whatever, so you know, nobody in Mexico um, so, they, they yeah, the whole, the whole story with that, you know, I mean, the whole kind of event for me was, like, Wow, you know, Mexico kind of introduced marijuana to the United States. It's it's pretty much legal in the United States. Now I'm in Mexico and I can't find any marijuana, man. It's like, <laughs> what the fuck, you know? So uh, 
So yeah, so we get to this uh, rainbow gathering. Uh, where is it? I forget. I still forget where it, where it was. Rainbow gathering. Uh, uh, that's right on tip. Uh, anyway, anyway, so there's this rainbow gathering out on the field for the end of the mind counter and stuff, and we go check it out. And man, it, it's hippies everywhere. Like uh, just everybody's running around naked and shit. <laughs> I don't know, man. You know, it's real true it's just, I, I'm kind of a hippie at heart, but. I don't like swinging my junk around out in the jungle with my car. It's just not cool for me. And there's just too many penises in my face. I was like, ah, ah, all right, all right. So um, anyway, so it was really cool, though, man, this event. Um, like uh, the, the night before the end of the calendar, there was this huge drum circle with maybe like 100 drums and big bonfire and stuff. And uh, – Man, the, the biggest shooting star, the brightest shooting star I ever saw, like, across the sky. It burned him green. Like, all of a sudden, there was this flash of green, and it was, like, at nighttime. And then, all of a sudden, everybody could see each other. And the drum stopped, and then it went dark again, and then it went bright again. And we saw it, like, streak across the sky, and the whole place went fucking crazy, man. The drums were, like, everybody really started drumming their hearts out, you know. So that was a really cool event. Um I felt like the energy of those kids like really kind of made that happen, or, or, or there was something mystical uh, to that. And it, I'm telling you, it was like a bomb went off. It was so bright. It's like daylight and then not daylight. Do but, you think uh, those kids? But yeah, so the funny kids? thing is, is, we went back into town, and because uh, uh, I was like, fuck that, let's leave our shit. Like, I don't want to stay out here, man. This place is too dirty and shit. So we went back, got a hotel room, and uh, the night, man, at midnight, actually. At midnight on the end of the of the calendar, uh, me and Marie were out drinking, and I was like, "What would be where would be a good place for a devil to spend the end of the world?" So we decided <laughs> a Mexican titty bar. <laughs> right. So at the end of the Mayan calendar, while well, all the hippies are out on the land, me and Marie are at the Mexican strip club. <laughs> oh, so, it was awesome. so it was a whole bunch of other Mexicans too, man. It was oh, full. Yeah. Perfect place to be, uh, but right? so like right at midnight, man, it just started downpouring rain, man. I mean, like and just over where that camp was, where the rainbow gathering camp was, like you could see it from the city that like this this shit thunderstorm was just pounding these guys. And then in the morning, man, this town was just full of fucking wet, dirty, unhappy hippies, man. They all had some <laughs> kind of virus. They were all sniffly and shit. So. uh I don't know, man, about the rainbow gathering, but it seemed to me like the universe was telling them to get the fuck off my land. Man. <laughs> yeah, pretty dirty. But, do, you think, uh, do, you, do you think those kids are, is it, are they a positive energy or are they negative? There's got to be some scumbags in the group. I mean, they're all like nomads, right? Yeah, you know, I felt like the, a lot of people were there just to experience what it was like to be a hippie in the 60s and do everything mm -hmm. that they thought that was. And not really for the experience of a modern day rainbow warrior. Like, right. hey, let's get together. Let's like, you know, it doesn't matter if you're wearing fucking tie dye or what. Right. But like, just doing it for, just doing it to do it, right? Yeah, do it. Like, yeah, yeah. And a lot of <laughs> kids, man, a lot of kids. It just seems like they were spoiled, and you know, they probably come from rich families. Of they course, for the fuck they want, and you know, then there was the other people that you know were really true to it. But yeah, I wow. just I didn't feel like it was it was uh -huh. for man, and I didn't feel like it was kind of group i wanted to be a part of you know i don't like, i don't like really being part of a group either <laughs> <laughs> that's true Touché. Touché. so when yeah. did you finally get to puerto viejo 
Um, so I actually got to Puerto Viejo the day before my 40th birthday. Nice. Uh, yeah, it was perfect timing. Awesome. Yeah, perfect timing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh I, man, that's like perfect manifestation right there. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna make it there by my birthday. Doing a bunch of, I drank a bunch of whiskey and all kind of shit. We ended up getting an argument, so I slept the whole day of my 40th birthday. So. They're, they're so <laughs> so how long did you spend that second time in Puerto Viejo? Um, I think I was probably down there about um, maybe two months, maybe. Yeah, probably probably two months. Um, and uh, I had tried to get my hard drive back. You know, well, oh, this. Oh, jeez. Th- so we, yeah, what? let's tell that story without. You just let's be careful <laughs> when you tell this story, right? <laughs> All right, so I don't know. Did I already talk about the recording studio? Yeah. All right, so you guys know I had this recording studio that we recorded people for free. Um, it had been going on for almost two years at this point. Um, and then I was staying at my friend's house, and uh, he was a big supporter of the studio. He donated guitars and stuff, and he had a cabina, and I was staying over there. Um, his wife was out of town in California, and they were having some trouble or something. Um, but... I decided me and me and Rock and Jay decided to go ahead and close down the studio project. I was gonna go, I was gonna move on, right. and I was gonna work on producing. Like the next year of my life was gonna be producing the music that I recorded. Um, so anyway, so we're there, and I decided to take the computer from the recording studio uh, to this cabina at my friend's house so that I could work on it in private and have it and everything. Well, so his wife is coming back in town um, in the next day or two, and he's like, "Hey, Loveless man." Um, can you just leave, you know, me and my wife here alone during the weekend and we can get back, you know, talk to each other and stuff without any distractions um, and then come get your shit on, on Monday or whatever. So I was like, ah, okay, no problem, man. You know, good luck. So me and Marie went to the hospital. We got ourselves a room. And then I, I forget exactly why, but Marie decided that she was that I guess she knew that something was going to happen to that computer maybe in her heart. She so, felt it. She felt it, right? So, yeah. so she went to go get this computer back, and uh, and I told her I was like, "Don't go, man," because like they got they had a real bad relationship these two, and oh, they were no. jealous, and you know all that mm. shit. And they were famous around town for being in fights. So I was like, "Just leave them alone, man." She's a real she's a real ball buster, man. His wife. So uh, right. so leave them alone. Don't do anything, you know. Well, Marie goes out there without me knowing, and. uh like about an hour or so goes by and then Marie comes in the room and she's like she's all wide eyed and freaked out and I'm like, What's going on? She's like, Uh, oh, I did something that you told me I shouldn't do and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like What did you do? And she's like, I went and tried to get the computer back and I was like, Oh uh. no, you didn't go out there and she was like, Yeah, I was like, Well what happened? She was like, Well, I went out there and I told her I wanted the computer back and then his wife uh, threw me down on the ground, told me that she would kill me if it wasn't on, on their property and all that shit. Wow, you no, tell Loveless that you tell him to get this shit right now. So, man, I was in there snorting a bunch of fucking blow, and I was already <laughs> terrible, and I didn't want to see anybody. And I was like, oh, fuck, now I got to go deal with this shit. Yeah. And I'm all fucked up, not clear-headed at all. Uh, so, uh, so I go out to their place, man, and I, like, knock on the gate, and... She invites me in. She's like, oh, come on in, Loveless. And then I see my friend. As I walk into the main house, I see my friend over to the right where I was staying in the cabina that I was staying, standing over there with a T-shirt on and no pants on, 
You know what I'm saying? She thought of him like a little bunny rabbit. Like, you know? and, and then she said, oh, you stay. And he did. And I was like, oh, oh my God. Fuck oh, Jesus. Some trouble. So, uh, so I sit down to talk to her in her living room and stuff. And she's immediately like, oh, you got some blow? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Here, 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 so here's some fucking blow. Whatever you want. Make yourself happy. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, you know, like, uh, I don't know if I got into the whole, the, the, my friend about my friend's psychological disorders yet, but uh, <laughs> not so, really. So before I get to the punch of this story, I gotta I gotta yeah. back it up with this information. So this guy, man, he called everybody a fucking cocksucker, man. Everybody he met, that fucking cocksucker, 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 cocksucker. <laughs> and then he used to like, uh, like there's been several times where he'd get drunk and he'd take like a pink umbrella and he would dance through town singing show tunes and shit. <laughs> so like, you know, there was at one point where I sat down and I was like, hey man, you know, I just, just your friends between us, man. I mean, are you gay, dude? Like, really? It seems like it, you know? And he was like, how dare you ever accuse me? Of that? Oh, God. And I was like, man, I'm just trying to help you, man. Like, mom, I got so many gay friends and stuff. Like, dude, come on, you know, I'm just going to help you. But he was like, no, I was, it was all in my head. I was an asshole, blah, 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 blah. Told everybody in town, too. He's like, well, let's call me gay, blah, blah, blah. So, anyway, <laughs> that was all this other shit. And uh, so I'm sitting there, and I'm, I want to tell, all right, so he also has, so this, this dude has this gay hater. And this gay version. So I, after living with him a while, I realized that he was schizophrenic. Like, uh, if you tell oh. gay um, something, the gay version doesn't know what you told him. And if you tell the gay version, he doesn't know what the gay... Wow. You know what I mean? There's a total yeah. disconnect. Between That's wild, man. That. Right. So I wanted to tell his wife that, you know, maybe he's schizophrenic and he should see a doctor. And I was really worried about him and everything. So I'm sitting across from her. And I say, um, you know, I'm really uncomfortable talking about my friend right here to you. And I know he's right there. And uh, I would really like to discuss this in private. Boom, man. As soon as I said that shit, those shutters flew open behind her head. He was looking through the window and he put his face in. He's like, how dare you, Lumbless? I'm going to do ba 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 I was like, oh, man. So I'm like, can I man? So I start to make my way out. He meets me at the front door. He's got these two metal poles, man, like the Terminator. <laughs> and he's like, he's like swinging them at me, but he's not hitting me. But I'm like, and I'm just trying to be as calm as possible, even though I'm still totally fucked up on blow and shit. And I'm like, oh, just be chill, just be chill. And I'm like, Quit, uh, uh, don't do anything, man. I'm like, just don't do anything, man. You know, and uh. So I backed all the way back out to my motorcycle. I get on my motorcycle, and as soon as I get on my motorcycle, he just goes fucking crazy, and he beats the shit out of my headlight, and my cages, headlights fall, like hanging off, you know. And I'm just like, fuck, I gotta get the fuck out of here. So I start taking off, and then as I'm taking off, his his wife tries to stop him, and she's like, no, don't. And then I just see him fucking clock her in the face. Bam! Oh. And she goes down. <laughs> oh, no. And then she's screaming, Loveless, get the police, get the police. And oh, I'm like, fuck. Man. And now I'm riding my motorcycle in the fucking dark of the career. You know, the jungle down there gets fucking dark, man. And, you know, when the moon ain't out. And it was like this this dirt road with, like, 
you know, baseball-sized rocks, man, with a creek <laughs> on the side of it, and power lines, two down power lines that you can really fuck yourself up on. So I try to take <laughs> it down the road on the bike, man, you know, I'm in the dark. Finally, I get to the end of the road. I run to some neighbors. I'm like, hey, call the police, blah, blah, blah. All right, the police are like a kilometer away, like maybe half a mile away. It takes them an hour and 45 minutes to get there. So you guys in the United <sighs> States got problems with your police. Like, these guys don't give a fuck. But uh, anyway, so they get there. Holy and they're like, shit. oh, my friend attacked his wife. They attacked my motorcycle, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, okay, well, show us the way. And I'm like, I'm not going back there. They're like, no, lead us, man. I'm like, oh, I don't have a light. And they're like, oh, we'll help you out with a light. And they turn on their fucking spotlight, dude. It's like daylight. And they're like, oh, okay, you know. And I'm still all fucked up, man. I'm still high. <laughs> I drank like fucking half a bottle of whiskey. And I'm like, oh, shit. Now I'm riding in front of the police, you know. <laughs> so I bring them back up there to the place. And uh, they like go. Uh, and then I hear his wife. And she's like, well, you didn't bring the police, did you? And I'm thinking, fuck Girl, you, you're the one that told me to bring the police. Ah, oh, right? So then the dude comes, the husband comes out, and he was like, yeah, fuck you, Lovelace, you brought the police. Lovelace doesn't even have his fucking passport, blah, blah, blah. And at that time, wow. I had overstayed my visa uh, for about a year. I was about a year overdue getting my visa. Uh... So I had just decided to throw it away. I just threw my passport away. It's like, fuck it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so I got there and I six months with, with no passport, right? So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, he's telling the police that I don't have my fucking passport, all this shit. And I'm just like, oh, this is just, this is just not ending up good for me, man. Like, you know, like I'm just, I'm just trying to help. And now all of a sudden I'm in trouble, you know? So yeah. the police look at me and they say, okay, Diablo. That's uh, <laughs> that's Diablo, not Lovelace. They're like, okay, Diablo. Yeah. Uh, fuck, man, I got on my bike. I got the fuck out of there. Like, wow, they they remembered you. That's awesome. Yeah, right. <laughs> Such a small town, you know. You don't you don't realize how much you stand out, you know. So, uh, and then, like how 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 like lucky you are to know people, especially <laughs> police. Hey, man, here's a trick, too, if you live in Central America. What I would do is every few months is I would buy the police a case of cold beer, man. Really? <laughs> so you've done that, I assume. Yeah. Uh, and the first time I, I did it, I walked into the police station, and they were like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, shit. So, I, I, I put it next to the building and then I would go say hey there's beer over there guys uh, <laughs> nice smart. So, what happened to the hard drive alright so then the next morning uh, I like, paid this crazy friend and Marie to go out and get it and pay for the taxi I'm like just go get my fucking computer away from those crazy people all that shit well they go and apparently they went crazy and he destroyed the the computer and the hard drive, not just the computer, uh, completely pulverized the hard drive. So uh, they explain they're like, well, he can buy he can buy he can buy the pieces of it back for eight hundred dollars or something. And I was, what? And oh my piece? god! Like what the fuck do you mean pieces? Uh, <laughs> so so that's just really. So basically, that was two years of my creative life as a as an artist and a, a you know a, a music producer completely erased, man, completely Ugh. gone forever. I mean, I have some MP3s and shit that I made, you know, temporarily, yeah. but all that work, man. I mean, you guys were on there too. It's like there was so much. We had a couple songs on there. We we had Jay's birthday song. Oh, so much. Fuck. 
So much, like just uh, uh, gigabytes and gigabytes. I think it was over 200 gigabytes of shit. So uh, it's the worst feeling in the whole That's world, man. Up. Yeah, so I had to really. So this this trip back to Puerto Viejo was like half the way down, man, on the Harley out in the middle of the desert. I was like, don't go back and kill that guy. Don't go back and kill that guy. Whatever. Do you know what happened to him? Um, yeah. So, so anyway, so I didn't get it back, and there was a little drama and shit. And so I posted on my Facebook, man. I posted on there, and I like I manifest shit, dude. I, I'm a manifest. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I got magic powers. I can't manifest myself a million dollars yet, but I'm I working. witnessed it. <laughs> yeah. So I wrote on Facebook. I was like, I manifest that guy the worst fucking shit that I could ever come up with in my head. And I really, I, this is the only person I've ever really felt this toward, you know, even my enemies, I really don't, I just want them to be away from me, not do anything yeah. to them. But this guy, I just wanted the universe to fuck him over. And mm. about a week after I posted that, he was in a major motorcycle accident and broke wow. almost every bone in his body. He broke wow. his bone in 27 places. Jesus Christ. <laughs> wow. Anyway, where do you go to recover from that in Puerto Viejo? Where do you go to recover from that? Hospital, <laughs> man. Yeah, you can. He was. I think what? he went to the States and he recovered in the States or something. Uh, but, but I don't know, man, because somebody told me they saw him. I mean, people started writing me on Facebook. They're like, oh, shit, I saw Quinn. <laughs> oh, you said his name. You said his name. <laughs> Trash, and I'll take care of it. Don't worry. I'll take care of it. It's what it is, you know. <laughs> Fuck that guy. But uh, anyway, yeah, so people told me they got really, really fucked up, man. So people were really like, wow, don't cross Loveless, man. He got fucked up with his mind, you know. But uh, He really is El Diablo, man. Yeah, man. I'm the lightest of the dark. <laughs> uh, so, but, uh, but yeah, man, so we didn't get that back. And I just had to make peace with it and, and move forward. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know. Shit. That's all you can do. Yeah, yeah I know. So it's like you feel the energy. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about where you're at now. So right. now I'm in Phophangan, Thailand. Um, Phophangan, Thailand. This place is fucking amazing, man. Um, yeah. You know, when I was in, I thought Puerto Viejo was an amazing place, but there was a lot of thieves and criminals and backstabbers, and mm-hmm. it's, you know, you felt really tense down there. And I had so much of my shit stolen when I was down there. It just, yeah. it, really, it wore me out, man. And yeah. so, like, I, you know, I always thought that was paradise. Well, I come here, it's, it looks exactly like Puerto Viejo in the Caribbean. Same kind of pieces and shit, but there's no criminals. There's no cracking. There's <laughs> no crime, man. And like, you could basically be a beautiful woman and walk down the beach naked, probably at night by yourself, and nobody's gonna fuck with you. <laughs> <laughs> Try that shit in Puerto Viejo. That girl get gangbanged. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's a beautiful thing, man. Yeah, but it's really uh, nice, man. It's, it's a. It has so many travelers, so many psychedelic space cowboys, space cowgirls. Yeah, um, like, uh, like. Oh, that's great. Yeah, and they sell mushroom shakes at the bar. Like, oh, no way. I heard about that in Thailand, man. Oh, man. Amazing, man. Like, I took one and went to the waterfall and saw the fucking Buddha, dude. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> like, yeah, really, like, really awesome mushrooms, man. Yeah. Well, you, and Mar- you and Marie had the same vision, no? Yeah, yeah, both, man. The, the Buddha, man, the Buddha in the sky surrounded by two dragons. 
And then when I closed my eyes, he came down and kissed me on my third eye and said, uh, everything's going to be okay. Wow. See, that is phenomenal. Yeah. Wow, man. I love that so much. Yeah, but then it, the next thing that the boy said, and this was the last thing he said, never let your guard down. Huh. <laughs> Everything's yeah, wow. okay, but never let your guard down. Yeah, so. yeah, it's so true, man. Yeah. It's so true. You know what? You know what I was thinking about the other day. You never hear of an ex-Buddhist. Like nobody's yeah. like, "Oh, I used to be a Buddhist." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's true, man. Yeah. And nobody has like a, a vision like that, and is like, mm, "I oh, I refuse to believe it." No, yeah, no. nobody's like, uh, you know, it never happens that way. It's always like, once that happens, it's the rest of your life, you know. Yeah, definitely, and man. That's the beauty of it, man. Yeah, that's I definitely it. saw it as a as an external being. Yeah. Like, uh, and you know, I've tripped a lot, man. I've seen yeah. the the godhead and, all, and the devil a bunch but yeah. this was real fucking entity man that is the, that lives here you know he doesn't live in the states i don't think because i never saw such a thing <laughs> man. but where i went man i feel like wow like this thing this thing is is around here you know it's a it's a localized thing it's not a global right. thing maybe you can access them globally but but this that's is where it comes that's where it comes yeah, from, man. man fucking great the only thing you're, you're- yep no, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, the only thing I was going to say, the only kind of downside about Kofan Gan compared to the Caribbean um, is the live music. There's not a lot of live music here. It's all electronic. Right. Uh-huh. Europeans come here and all bump, 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 you know. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So you ever... I missed that part of Puerto Viejo. Yeah. Yeah. The live music every night, like a band would come through and just yeah, stay for man. a couple of weeks, right? That's yeah. so cool. Yeah, that's great. Damn. Well, you ever think of like where you are now as a metaphor for where you are in your life? Uh, yeah. Well, you know what I mean. Like, I feel like you've escaped the whole uh, devil persona and uh, moved on to this Buddha persona now. You know, uh, once a devil, always a devil. Just like Buddha. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. I just try to be a very nice devil and not an angry god. You know. I mean. Yeah. If you, this is kind of my, my spin on that whole thing too. I don't know if I got this on there yet, but my whole spin on that whole thing, you know, like why I identify with the devil is one day when I was really tripping and, you know, going through difficult times and, uh, I saw the truth, man. The truth is that God is a giant meat grinding machine and it, it and has created evil and created the devil. The idea of mm-hmm. the devil was all created by right. one source. So right. by default, that would make him the devil. Right. Right. So if you're like God and you're connected and all that shit, like I say that I am and whatever, we're all one. Well, then that would make you the devil. So you're responsible for everything evil that happens on the planet. If people are getting fucked over, it's your fault for not going there and making it better. It is your Mm -hmm. responsibility to be the devil. Don't go around (laughs) and say you're God and try not to sin. Imagine that right. you're the worst creature ever created and try to not be that. Try to be the right. opposite of that. You know? Amen. Sure. To all the other devils. Wow. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> man, brother. That was awesome. <laughs> know that you're a fucking demon, man. You need to keep yourself in check, man. Oh, man. Love this. Listen. All right. We got to wrap it up, but we're going to have you back on as soon as possible, man. Sure. Ah, cool, man. I really enjoyed it. We love you so much, man. I miss <laughs> you. I, I'm glad you're doing well. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> How yeah, can people contact you if they want to contact you? 
Uh, you can do Facebook. You can look up uh, Art of Loveless on Facebook. Um, uh, I have a website, but I'm too lazy right now. Loveless Art. Yeah. <laughs> um, it'll, it'll come up in a couple weeks or so. Um, All right. Well, when, when you let us know, we'll post it on our website. Yeah, man. Uh, but we'll also post some of your art on our website too, man, because I love your stuff. Yeah. Cool, man. Yeah. I do. Definitely. I do. If you don't mind, I post a couple pictures, you know, like I'm not going <laughs> to. Awesome, man. Yeah. All right. Loveless. Thanks, man. From Thailand, Chris Loveless. I'm Matt Landis. And I'm Chris Conti. And we'll take you later. Peace out.
my heart's dealing Second one is a prison, baby The sheriff's on my trip If he catches up with me I'll spend my life in jail And one in Cherokee First one says she got my child But it don't look like me Sit down and run it but I take my time Friend of the devil is a friend of mine I get home before daylight Just might get to sleep Thank you.